This is recording. Oh, um, so I should say I'm going to put this out on the Park Run Life uh, feed. And uh, this is going to be a chat with you. Hello, Stacey. Hello, the the Noosa special. The Noosa special. Can we call it that? Or call it that the, as a series. The the road to Noosa. I think Road Two is very much an inside running podcast <laughs> slogan. Um, we could call it that and then see if we get lawsuits. That'd be fun. They won't sue us. They'll just anybody else or will just we think could we're copying. Call it, um, have yeah, you registered right. for Noosa? <laughs> have you registered for Noosa yet? That seems to <laughs> be the number one thing. <laughs> that's the question. You don't want to leave it to the last minute um, because that's how you end up having to sign up for a full marathon. If you don't register and they sell out of the half marathon. And you'd already booked your plane flights and accommodation in Queenstown, which is what happened to you? That That is exactly what happened to me. I realised six weeks out from the Queenstown half marathon that I was booked to run that I had not registered for the race. Yeah, so you hadn't actually booked for it. You no, booked everything thought, oh. but the run. Better get on to that. And I logged on and there in front of me was half marathon, sold out 10K, sold out. And I just thought, oh, my God, I've made the <laughs> biggest mistake. Um, in a panic, I registered for the full marathon and uh, had six weeks to ramp up the training from a half to a full marathon and then um, tackle it on the day. So, and I am really glad I did that, Luke, because it was a great day. Um, I wanted to ask, so this is, this, I suppose this would be a good thing to do would be to um, cover what's happened between Queenstown and um, now as we, we approach the Noosa. Uh, we're both running the half marathon there. Um, we are. But how, how was Queenstown for you? Because I did the last episode on this uh, Park Run Life uh, channel, I guess I call it. Uh, was my recap of Queenstown. How was your Queenstown experience many months I ago? absolutely loved Queenstown. I had the best time. I thought um, just hanging out, just the three of us, was just the most, like it was just such a great time, some great experiences, just, you know, being able to share your first marathon with you. <laughs> I yep. thought it was really special as well. Thank you. Um, tackling our own little journeys as well. I was there, obviously had a six week plan to run a marathon and was just going to do the best I possibly could. Um, you were there to run your first marathon. Annette was there to tick off Queenstown again and, and just do the best she could. And I think she'd just come off something else. So she, she was, um, she was, she was pretty much marathon trained up for that. So we were all on our separate journeys for that. Um, and it was just so nice that the three of us were able to come together spend some time together with that that in common um because we're from three you know just different bits of what we probably would have never have met you without um all being part of the mod squad so just knowing oh there's another person going to queenstown and then being able to form that friendship um 
the marathon itself, I loved it. I would definitely do that one again. It was the most beautiful run I've ever done. You didn't, um, and you I didn't know feel you too, didn't... too hard about all those hills at the start? But... Um, I set out saying to myself, I'll try and run the first 20, 25K without stopping at a really easy pace and then see how I go from there. And at 30K, I was still running and still smiling. So I think I went out really conservative and I was willing to walk a run towards the end, knowing that I didn't have a full marathon um, training sort of journey in there. And I, yeah, really surprised myself because I pretty much ran the whole marathon bar a few little uphills that I sort of, um, what Annette calls walking with purpose. Um, yes. but, but otherwise, um, yeah. You were the really, only one of us at the end who wasn't laid out on the, on the ground. I know. I was standing. I was like talking. I was smiling. I, I'd run a really good run. Um, I was, you know, feeding everyone soft drink and bananas and stuff and like carrying people out. And yeah, I felt really fine. <laughs> I was very tired, but yeah, I felt how, how did it fine. compare? Because you've done a previous, you, you had ran a previous marathon. How did it compare? Um, um, I run. In, in, I suppose in Gold effort, Coast. I guess as much. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that it's it's hard to compare them. So when I ran Gold Coast, I had gotten over COVID three weeks before, and I thought I'm I'm good. I feel okay. I'll tackle it. But obviously, I missed a week of training at that critical time. Um, I did feel like it set me back a bit. And I just felt, I don't know, I just didn't feel 100% um, right. I thought I'd be okay. But then once you start running and it, and it, it was hard, it got hard really quick. And then I thought oh, maybe this was a bit too much to tackle and I should have taken it more as an easy run than than trying to race and get a pb um but you know you you sort of just add add that to your experience and you know try for future i think that's the thing i set out at the very beginning saying i'm going to run one marathon i just want to tick that box and that that kind of has led on to other things (laughs) so well yeah i think I'll segue into because after we did uh, Cranestown, the next race I think we did together was um, Two Bays. Uh, oh, yeah, we did. January, I want to say. January. January. Yeah. 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 And I have, I've been meaning to talk about that um, just with someone because I, I, everything I did wrong at Cranestown probably. I corrected there, and I thought I, I, it was it was an easy run in the end, but it. it oh, wasn't I did not a find that easy. easy. <laughs> it wasn't easy. Um, I really do love that run, I, although I do feel I'm not a trail runner. Like I don't have, you know, like you see, you can tell the difference between trail runners and people that just predominantly road run, which is what I do. Um, what do you think? What do you think the difference is then? The difference is, is that, um, and, and I did a few of those um, practice training runs out there as well, um, is people, like, they're very, um, they're much better hill runners for a start. Yeah. Like, even people you'll look at and think, they don't look that fit. They are bloody fit running up those hills. 
they really are. And, you know, I consider myself fairly fit, um, but I'm not hill fit. Like I, I avoid hills at all costs. Um, and if I, if I could choose like a completely flat or even slightly downhill run compared to a fully, I would always pick the flat. Is that, um, is that really the difference between uh, someone no, who, they, who does trail they, and road run is just the hills? They don't focus as much on pace. Um, ah. they're, they're, yeah, so they don't – a lot of trail runners, you know, don't really – they don't really even look at pace. Um, and I'm sure there's probably trail runners that would say, oh, no, that's not right. But from the ones that I've met and run with when I've gone on trail runs – Pace is usually not the not the focus. It's usually, you know, the destination, the journey kind of thing, not the, oh, we, you know, we need to do this in a six-minute K, like, <laughs> you know, with this massive hill in the middle. It, it, yeah, it doesn't feel like um, there's that focus. Although for two days, there is a time limit. So there is a time focus because you've got to cross the line within the cutoff. So, yes. Um, do you yeah. think that sort of makes them good at hills then i think they're not trying to charge up it no um no yeah i think they just they just do it a lot more and that you're more hill fit like when i used to do years ago they used to have an event um called the eureka climb have you have you ever seen that where you climb up the eureka tower yes in in the fire escape and it's like 1800 steps it's uh yeah it's like um 88 floors or something it's like huge yeah it's mad um, yeah yeah so when we were when we decided that would be a great idea um we would train for that by um going to the local Novotel at, at um Glen Waverley and running up and down their fire escape um and going to the thousand steps in the Dandenongs and going up and down the steps because step training and like that incline training is just so different to just normal running. So you sort of have to train for what you're, what you're doing. So for two bays, I did do extra hill training for that, yep. but I don't love, it's not my favorite thing to do. <laughs> I actually really enjoy it. That's the strange thing. Cause I really enjoyed it. And um, I enjoy training. I, I like hills. Mainly, oh, I think see, because you're one people. Of, you're one of them. No, well, I, I do <laughs> like to go. I, I think that was the thing with um, Queenstown. I had a set idea of I wanted to try and keep this pace, but at two bays, I went, "Ah, oh, stuff it. Okay, what's important here is just getting uh, to the end. Yeah, sort of getting to the end, just taking it easy, and so without spilling any blood. Also, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, no, no, it's no big scratches, no falling over, making sure it didn't fall over anywhere because I'd seen photographs of uh, Annette who um, is, is over in uh Oh, yeah, she, she's, had, she's had some good falls. Um, but she also loves running hills. And I remember her saying to me many times, um, her and our other friend Beth actually, because they both love running hills, oh, you'll, you will, you'll love them, you'll grow to love them. And I... I just haven't. I've waited for it to happen, and I've like hoped that it would happen, but I still hate them. You <laughs> you did a you did a workout just before today that you were afraid of, and I assume that was on the flat. When do you uh, enjoy running? 
Stacey, so, when, when are you happy? Yeah. You're, off, well, you're angry today, this morning. Yeah, today, and I was going to actually ask your opinion about today. So it, it, it was a train wreck. Um, and oh, I've this. been running so well leading up to Noosa, like, except for the week where I had a viral infection, I sort of took a week off. Um, I've really been running um, well for me. Like I've hit paces you know, I've hit everything that I've been said. I've been able to tick everything off and I've actually been feeling really good about it um, until today. But I think sometimes I don't know whether you t- you talk yourself, like I looked at it and I knew it was going to be hard. It was a bit of a ramp up from last week and last week I ticked off and I made all the paces, but I didn't do it easily. Like it was mm. tough. So yeah. when I looked at this week's one, I was like, whoa, that feels like a real ramp up. And I almost feel like maybe I talked myself out of it and that I've sort of sabotaged it because it, it, I did not hit any paces today. And the question I had for you was at the very start, when you go out and you start running your workout and you're not hitting any of the paces and you're pausing and you're thinking this is a disaster, should you just call it and go home? and tackle it again another day or revamp your plan for that week? Or should you just try and push through not hitting the paces, but getting the kilometers in and just at least tick it off? Because I was walking home and then thought, no, Stacey, what are you doing? Like, just finish the workout. You've started it. Because I'm not a quitter and I don't like half-fast doing things you know what I mean like I like but I knew it's gonna look terrible in my plan because I'm gonna get the red man (laughs) you know the red man it's gonna be a red man because the paces were all out I kept pausing I was walking a bit but I still ticked the whole thing off but it was a train wreck of a workout so do you just call it and tackle it again another day or am I was I waste was it a wasted effort today pushing through when I should have just jogged home maybe tackled it tomorrow like what what would you do in that situation? Uh, the effort is the focus in that situation. So one of the best things in lots of marathon elite runners run without a pace guide on their watch, uh, which is what you're referring to. You know you're trying to hit. Um, at a certain time, let's just arbitrarily say that it was five minutes fifteen for your ons, and then you're taking your offset. You know, it's just standing, standing pace, and whatever. Yeah, six thirty. But if you're struggling, and I had this last week, I was just nowhere near. I was I was supposed to be doing um, three forty fives, and I was struggling to get to four ten pace. And that's per, that's per kilometre for people who um, four minutes ten per amount of time it takes to run per, per kilometre. As I think, that's what that means. But I was really struggling. But I knew that in my body, I was striving to hit that effort. That effort was there, and so I was like, okay, put in the effort because that's what you really should be gauging things on. That's what most people are gauging things on. And um, so I continued on. I went through the whole um, whole workout to the point that I, I, I cacked it. I think it was a 32-minute workout session. 
was what the, was on the plan. And I think at around the 30 minute mark, my legs just said enough's enough. And I just, it was just like trying to run through concrete. I was, it was yeah. hard. And that's I just went, I right, today. That's, as, that's, as, that's as far as I've been able to get today. And I, I walked for the last, I walked for a minute and then tried to push on for another minute. And, but kept going because the brains just said, you just put in the effort until, you know, that's what you're trying to hit. Pace is irrelevant because I know I can hit the pace. I've hit that pace before. This is not coming today. But at least I'm getting something out of this workout. I'm getting something out of being here. Yeah, going, I don't know. This is okay. And I don't know. I feel like maybe I didn't get, I didn't get what out of it what I should have. Why is that? Well, only because, like, like say, so, yes, yeah, say, say I was trying to run a kilometer at five fifteen pace, and I ended up having to pause get my breath back you know what I mean like you just yeah. you lose momentum then you start again and I'm running at 550 pace and I'm way off and yeah. I just yeah like I clocked the kilometers but I'm not sure whether I should have just called it oh I don't I, I don't see what the benefit of you know stopping would do unless you you unless you have the time to say, okay, let's tweet. Then you have to reevaluate what you're doing with that one, and does it just change to uh, a long run? An easy run, and, and yeah, yeah. Drop, you drop you drop it back and give you give your legs another couple of days, or you just your your body some some way time to recover. And well, that was and, yeah. And then and then move your schedule around for the next week and the week after potentially. So that and that's that's a thing with what we do too. Like we're trying to fit this in on top of a, you know, life as well. Like yeah. you know, I work full time, have two children, so it's just generally a juggle anyway. And I'm not trying to use that as an excuse, but um, Sean had slated the workout for tomorrow, and I thought, oh, I'm really going to struggle to fit it in tomorrow because the kids are back at school and I've got to go to work. Um, I'll tackle it today and it's like uh-huh. I know he knows better and I probably should have done it tomorrow and maybe I would have done it more successfully tomorrow but I had the time to fit it in today and I thought oh no it's, I feel okay um, I'll give it a crack but maybe I should have taken the extra day and that would have made all of the difference it's just really hard to know but when you're juggling everything you sometimes just have to fit things in where they fit whether it's the perfect timing or not um and well, that's, that's sometimes a bit tough that then becomes the question of because i'm not a, i'm not a running coach let's, let's let's be clear about that but was that effort supposed to be in for tomorrow because he had looked at what you'd done the previous weekend or time and went you need you actually need that extra yeah, possibly. Yeah. Before you should be right to do this workout. And even though I completely understand why you would move it forward, that's, that explains why that happened, why it didn't work out for you, why, why it was harder than you were expecting. And ultimately, you, you got to remember that that does, you know, that's not going to make 
whatever your goals are, suddenly deteriorate. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got four weeks to go before our next adventure. Yes. So how are you feeling about the upcoming? Are you right? You'll be racing Noosa, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, are you going to say out loud here what the what the plan what the goal time is for Noosa? Or we're not saying it. Oh, I'll, I'll say it. So I'll step back and go. Yeah, in, in my brain, it's all about this, the 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 lead up thing to this point. So two bays for me was uh, lots of slowdown. I walked uh, at times, and at the end of it. The thing I realised that in 20, uh, 28k with whatever thousand, whatever how how great an elevation it was, I was overtaking heaps of people at the end because I took it so gently and easily, and that was great. That was the thing. That, that's the thing I learned about you know, take on food, don't stretch yourself early on, let let the pace around you slow you down, and then roll into it towards the end and you'll overtake everyone who's blitzed it at the front at the start and I did the next one which is one that you also took part in I wanted to ask you about was Carmen's yeah and that's a 10k and I raced that 10k and did a PB 10k PB there dipped under 40 minutes so 39 minutes 36 I think it was and sort of similar I let Sean our coach was trying to push me up the front to get some before the start before the start gun went off he was trying to get me up the front so I would be ahead of everybody else so that I wouldn't be slowed down at the start but I I was like no you go up there and I was I understood what his plan was but I was like I'm going to take this slow again and even though I was trying to aim for a sub 40 minute 10k, my first kilometer was something like four minutes 10 or something like that. And again, it was thinking, right, slow it down at the start and then roll it up. And I could see the people who are aiming for the 40 minute mark ahead of me. And I was just like, if it doesn't come, it doesn't come. But I'll just, I'll just roll through and try and eventually get near them. And it wasn't until like 8k I was alongside them. And then the last 2K, last K, was like 3 minutes 40-something. And it was again about rolling, 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 and then just feeling... I was amazed, to be honest with you, that I was feeling that good. And it was so disappointing because I had this idea that I'll never get under 40 minutes. And then I was literally... I was literally looking at my distance and watch and doing all the calculations in my head and thinking... You know, I had 15 minutes to go in the run and I was like, I feel fine. Nothing's going to stuff this up. I'm going to break <laughs> that. I'm going to break that goal. So I had 15 minutes of running before I could celebrate. I was already like, oh, this is actually going to be easy. Ah, it was sort of like amazingly sort of underwhelming to cross the line and then be like, ah, oh, well, I did it with heaps of time to spare. To heaps of time to spare. It was, yeah, I ran that by heart shock. rate. That yeah. ran. So he sent me um, heart rate paces for that. I came in 
Um, two minutes out from my PB, um, the next 10K I raced a few weeks later, I was a minute off my PB. So I feel oh. like I'm getting there. Was that um, also heart rate or was that? No, the, the that next one I ran, I ran by pace. Um, but I really, I really did feel, even though I followed the paces, I felt like I went out hard. Um, yep. and, and I, and I don't know that 8K mark. For me, um, I always seem to falter at the 8K um, and I really, and then I pick up again. I really like, I really struggle to, to maintain during that sort of 8K, 9K mark. And then like I picked up my pace again at the, at the end, the last K, um, but just that little bit there is enough to, you know, sort of, yeah, drop that your time a bit. Just... Yeah, yeah. Just I don't know what it is about do you, that. Do you I fuel always seem to fail there. Yeah, do, 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 yeah. I did fuel okay. before the ten. Um, but the the Carmen's one, I it was the first time I've sort of run a race like that on heart rate, which was really interesting. And I actually really enjoyed it. I kind of put out of my mind the whole PB thing, and I just um, like went along with the flow. And and yeah. I think. The first 4K was probably a little bit, I was struggling to keep the heart rate down enough. Um, but I still felt like I had plenty in the tank at the end. Um, so I, it was, it was a good, it was good for me. But then it's funny, the 10K I did a few weeks later was running on pace. It was only a minute difference. And I felt like it was the hardest. I never thought I'd ever be able to run any faster than I was running. You know what I mean? It's, like it just so different. It's amazing that I think one thing I've done since Queenstown, so it's something I haven't mentioned, was the um, uh, the test, the lactic, uh, the the VO two oh, max yeah. test with lactic acid yeah. and testing and all those things. And one of the things within that uh, was showing how your body fatigues with lactic acid and. Uh, your VO2 you, max, the amount of oxygen you can take in to um, uh, keep your muscles and body going. And it really indicates that there's, well, that's what the threshold is. There's a threshold that you can sort of manage. And below that, your body can produce lactic acid and those that get rid of it and, and or not produce very much of it. But then once you start, creeping into those high zones that's where your body starts saying all right we're really struggling to breathe enough here we're really producing more lactic acid now you're going to start and it seems like i don't i don't know the science for certain but from what the study that i was looking at it seems to be the difference of you know 10 seconds per kilometer could be that much of a difference for your body to be shifting between yeah i can coast at this pace you know like you said your heart rate was, was yeah. steady i can coast at this pace fine and but this you're is incredibly add 10 hard seconds on top of that and your body's like whoa champ he's up nah, not time today for you to, yeah time <laughs> for you to take a nap around the 8k mark yes it is interesting and in your head uh, and that's why i think a lot of running stuff is like men in your head and mentally what you 
sort of believe. Like today I honestly felt like I talked myself out of that. I went in thinking to myself, this is really hard. I'm going to struggle with this. Uh, And I absolutely did because, um, you know, I can run that pace. You know, I know I can run that pace. Um, I knew it was going to be a challenge, but I absolutely should have been able to tick that today. Um, And I think sometimes we talk ourselves into things um, you know, you're and we producing don't... stress. You're producing cortisol. Cortisol uh, is uh, it, it takes energy. So if yeah, you right. are stressing about something, that's going to be physically demanding. It yeah. is going to be worse because you're using up energy before you're even attempting to do it. Basically, and I too think that not every run is going to be. A great run and I think I know I'm very hard on myself I look at all the stats afterwards oh, look no, I didn't quite get that like I'm really critical of myself and my running and I think sometimes you have to step back and say well you got out there and you did it and it might not have been perfect but at least you're doing it and okay it's probably a little like I feel a little bit set back being that we're four weeks out from Noosa and I really would like to to um, aim for a PB at Noosa, um, but I still like there's still four weeks to go, and I think that this is just a blip on the on yeah. the radar, you know. Yeah, this past week's been a, a crap one for me. I um, I've really struggled with sleep. I've been very very tired, like during the day, and just not had any energy, and then getting out to do runs and i got but, i woke up with dom's this say deep deep delayed onset muscle soreness from yeah a, a run on the weekend which i haven't had any sort of muscle soreness for since since two days and a half marathon is not is not a small race either <laughs> it's we're not doing little you know 200 meter sprints are trying to you know increase the 10k speed we're training to run a 21.1k race. Um, and so the workouts are like today's workout, like the warm up and cool down, that's 5k there, plus 11 and a half kilometers, you know, in running. They're big workouts. They're not little things that you can, you know, I, I really love the 20 minute workouts, you know, that you can tick off and there's some sprinting. And I really enjoy those ones. And I love the, 20 minutes or 30 minutes done tick dusted um, and I can do that and the warm-up in just on an hour it's done Um, but these workouts are tough they're long and they're I mean and I'm not they're nowhere near as obviously as big as the the full marathon ones but um, you know they're, they're still they're pretty taxing you know and they're tiring as well yeah I don't know I feel like I'm I'm more. I'm tired from something else. I think it's. Uh, I I I I need I need a bit of a. I need to prioritize sleep and get some more rest in. What What is your goal? What is your goal for for Noosa though? Um. So you aiming for the a last, PB? Yeah. yeah. So the so the PB I did, um, was a, around Annette and I's little local lake, which is completely flat. It was a training run um, for um, it was a time a mod squad time trial during COVID, um, yep. and a, and a net ran with me, um, and I got a time of one fifty four for the yep. half marathon. Um, 
So I acknowledged that the conditions were absolutely perfect on that day. I had a pacer who was absolutely not going to let me not get a PB, um, who held my drink bottle for me, fed me fuel, you know, like it, it was the perfect condition um, on that day. So I acknowledged that it's going to be harder in, in Noosa. <laughs> um, and there's probably some inclines. Yeah, but you got two, there. like two, two, three years worth of training. Yeah, I do, but I don't know whether I'm running as fast as what. Oh. I don't know about you, but when I was training for the marathons, you tend to more focus on building up that distance and you sort of let the speed go a little bit. When you're training for a 10K and a half marathon, you're really um, focusing on um, you know, your speed more. Um, and back then I was training for my first marathon, but I was doing a lot of PBs even in my training runs. Like I was hitting 10K PBs back then because I was really just starting out. Yeah. Um, so, but now I feel like I've run a few marathons, I've focused on the distance and now I'm going back. I'm not running as fast as what I probably was, but I mean, look, anything's possible and I'll definitely give it a good crack um, I, don't know. But yeah, I think the... that's the, the surprise for me with um, the the 10k PB for me was that I had not all the training I'd done I hadn't really stretched more than I, d I did a, a 5k was the maximum I'd ran at uh, about a four minute mark uh, but all the training had culminated to the fact yeah. that I could actually do the ten minutes, it does. The, the 10k. But it didn't. I yeah. wasn't. I wasn't confident that the pace. I wasn't confident that I was going to have the pace. I wasn't confident that I was going to have the pace and the endurance. But all the training, even though most of it was not all of it was fast, not all of it was long, combined no, but on I the think day that's it the did. Trick. It's the combination. Like yeah. you, you, you can't run all your runs fast. You're supposed to run a lot of your runs um, slow. Um, That's just at, it, at an easy pace. You're saying you you're saying that you think you're slower than you were, but you. Oh, uh, you might. Yeah, not but be. you. Yeah, I, I might not be. And look, I will absolutely give it my best shot. I, um, yeah, would would absolutely love to to come out of Noosa with PB, um, but. Yeah, I, I feel like I've got a bit of work to do in the next few weeks. Today was not a good day for that. And maybe um, I only had one workout set this week and I will maybe reach out to the coach and just see if I can get a smaller one tucked in later this week um, just to tick tick something off. I think <laughs> just for your confidence as well. Like oh, I have run some great runs the last few weeks and really great workouts. So um, and even my longer runs, he's given me some faster paces for. Um, so I've, I'm running um, are those a bit quicker than what I used to run my long runs. So I think that will definitely help um, on the day. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you don't know. You don't know what the conditions are going to be and, you, you know. That's it. You said that it's – I sort of assume Noosa is going to be flattish. Yes, but, but it's a lapped course. We know it's laps, so we're doing two laps, and the full marathon is four laps. So it's a it's a lapped course. 
Yeah, will be yucky, different. Yucky. Well, it might be good. No, but that because... also means it must. It can't be that hilly then. No, I don't think it is hilly, but I think mentally, um, you know, you sort of tick it off. Um, we do an event later in the year in October that's like a two and a half K loop that you do four of, and it's kind of mentally good. Like you tick tick each one off and then, oh, I've only got one to go. And I didn't think I would like it, but actually didn't mind it. It was pretty good. So yeah. this will be interesting. So, yeah, so two yeah, laps no. of the course. Yeah, I think that would be nice only because you can do a lap and then the next time be like, oh, this is a slow point or this is a fast point. Or, yeah. Y- 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 and to, in terms of um, uh, distance as well, you'd be like, well, I'm not going to have to run past that set of lights again. Yeah, exactly. I think mentally it would be nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, a bit, a bit of a feel, countdown. Yeah, look, I feel whatever happens, I feel incredibly grateful that I get to go and run in other places around the country um with other people um you know yeah, like it, it's just your buddy and that's going to be alongside you the whole way yeah oh, I don't know I'm assuming the she's going to face way. me but it's not an official um Does she know but yeah 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 good <laughs> October and she gets back um yeah, no, I, well, she's just coming off Boston and the Big Sur, so she's going to need an easy run, and her easy run will be a PB for me, so, so we'll work it out. Um, but, yeah, look, just the adventure of being able to travel, you know, with running buddies and, and see other parts of the country, I think, um, you know, I'm very grateful for, and I'm really excited, you know, about, like, doing something internationally next year. Um my daughter's in year 12 this year, so it's not a great year for me to, to travel too far away or get too caught up, especially towards the end of the year. So it'll be a next year thing for me. But, um, yeah, I feel like we're, we've got so many more adventures to go, Luke. Yes. Well, I suppose talking about next year sort of segues to my plans for Noosa is a PB, um, and I'm actually trying to take – I think I'm taking about seven minutes off it if I get uh, under 90 minutes. Awesome. So somewhere uh, in less than 90 minutes is the goal at this stage. And if we convert that, because I'm going to Berlin later in the, later in the year, in September, if, if I'm able to stick the body together and able to, to produce that, I'm going to... Um, we'll see how we go with running something that might be close to three hours in Berlin and see if I can actually get something that's close to a um, a qualifying time somewhere. That would be... That would be that's, epic. That's scarily possible. It absolutely is possible. But, and you'll have uh, heaps of time after Nisa to, to start your marathon oh. program. I'm also starting a new job and we'll see how serious that becomes. So as we discussed, uh, trying to juggle jobs and work life and running. Running's the enjoyment thing. There's just, I hate running at night. <laughs> yeah. And, and I've struggled with that too um, because it's much darker now as well, like with the daylight savings changing. So like, 
thinking, oh, I'll just fit that run in after work now at sort of 5.30, 6 o'clock is now nearly pitch black. Um, so, yeah, that has become a challenge. And as I think I've said before, not a morning person. Um, I really want to be a morning person, but I feel like it's one of those things like navigation. You're either born with it or you're not. Um, and I try and be a morning and I have done some early mornings by myself without like the obligation of meeting someone. I feel like when I'm meeting Annette for an early run, I can do it because I know someone's waiting for me and they're relying on me to be there. But when it's just me getting up by myself, um, I don't know what it is in my head. I talk myself out of it. I'll just do it later. I'll fit in at lunchtime. I'll just do it after work, even though I know it's just going to be easier to get up and do in the morning. Um, so oh, your it body's is fresher. Running at the end of the exactly. day, that's, that's, that it's makes tough. it harder on your body. That's, uh, yeah. that's, that's going to put some lead weights on your feet and then try and uh, run. Yeah. But when, it, when that alarm goes off, I just, it's just such a mental thing and I just talk myself out of it every time. Um, but yeah, as I said, I've had a couple of good weeks where I've got up and I've tackled it early by myself and I've been so proud of myself for doing it. It's like the smallest thing, but I'm like, look at me go, I got up at six o'clock and I ran. And, um, so it's a slow journey and I am looking forward to Annette coming back so that we can, um, align on a couple of runs and, and, um, that's yeah, massively helpful. So, um, keep you honest again. Yeah, look, I've done a pretty good job while she's been gone, but yeah, I have really missed my body. <laughs> <laughs> um, it really does make a huge difference if you have, um, you know, not for every day, um, but just that person to keep you accountable and, you know, it, it does make it more fun and enjoyable when you're doing it with someone else. Um, just even when we're not doing the same runs, just the fact that we're running around the lake together, we run the opposite way. So we like high five or yell a positive comment out. And oh, it just really good. does help. Yeah. Well, Annette obviously runs a hell of a lot faster than I do. So when we go to do a workout, we'll do our warm up together and then we'll run the opposite ways. So twice a lap, we'll be like, well done. Good job. Killing it. You know, as we run around, and it just it really, I know it's so simple, it's so ridiculously small, but um, just knowing that there's someone else there that's really working hard as well and they, they're there for you and you're there for them, um, I think makes a, a huge difference. Um, oh, trust there's me, been does. plenty, oh, that's plenty of mornings that I have said I would not be here running if it wasn't for you and she feels has felt the same way plenty of times. So, um yeah, to get that running buddy um, is just such a precious, precious thing because, um, yeah, it makes a huge difference. So massive. Oh, yeah. Good on you guys. Well, we'll see if we get Annette on. We'll try and catch up again before Noosa at least. And uh, Yeah, we've got so how... much more to cover, Luke. We've got to talk Twice. about nutrition. We're going to talk about fueling. We're going to talk about race plans, paces. Is this after, afterwards, I can, I can. No, before. Tell you plenty like, of food and drink I'm planning afterwards. <laughs> and we we need to plan our bottle of champagne for afterwards. Like absolutely, we've got heaps to talk about. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna press stop on this record and what else is going? Oh, let's. This this is going on the Parkman Life thing, so. 
what was the last park run? What, what's your, have you done a park? What was your last park run? Yeah, so I RD'd on Saturday at Cascades. Ah, um, oh, Cascades, where's that? Yeah, Cranban. Okay. Um, so yep. I did did RD for them. Um, the week before we went to um, Dorset Recreational Park or something, um, uh-huh. which is um, sort of around the back of a golf course. Um, we've is that a separate a- park run? Would a separate park run? Yeah. What are you saying about Dorset? Oh, Dorset Recreational Park, I think it's called. Yeah, it's a park run. Um, And um, we went there the week before. We've been touristing a little bit. We went out to... um, Just tell me about one. Just just choose uh, one. Tell me about one. (laughs) I went... Well, I'll tell you about Cascades because I do run there a bit. So Cascades is a smaller one in Cranbourne. They usually get about 30 to 50 people. Um, There's quite a few hairpin turns. Um, So, and it's a two-lap course in a little park area. Um, But it's a nice little little event. Um, You know, there's lots of sort of same regulars that go. They have a cute little coffee shop um, that everyone goes and has breakfast for afterwards. Um, so yeah, so that's, I, I did there last week and I'm tail walking, um, there next week, um, because I'm going to run at Mornington on the Sunday. So. Will it be a pretty flat course? I mean, it sounds, if it's going to be. It is flat. Plenty of um, hairpins. It's. Yeah, it is flat, but yeah, the hairpins definitely slow you down a bit. Yep. So, um, but it's all on paths and a few, um, bridges, uh, oh. you know, over a few little lake sort of areas. Um, yeah, it's quite pretty. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a nice little, little sort of community, small, smallish one. Um, not like these hundreds and hundreds of <laughs> ones. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's good. And, you know, there's a, a nice regular crew of volunteers there and, um, yeah, just, quite often try and do something to help out down there. That sounds like a good one for um, if you're trying to learn to get pace because of the hairpins, there'll be those those turns where you can slow down. So you can have like you could, it almost sounds like something you could run towards turning points and slow down and then take off again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good little, it's a good little one. Um, but yeah, that's, I've, I, I've, I've there a few times um, and done a few different volunteer ones there. Um, but that's, yeah, that was this week. So I didn't run a park run, um, but I just no, but that's good. ran when I got home instead. So what about you? Where did you go this week? Oh, uh, the one I went to recently was Laylaw and uh, I don't recommend it. <laughs> it was... uh. I Didn't mean, like the, the people were fine. It was just, it was, it, it felt like it was in a wasteland. And uh, it, I, I started running and I thought, oh, this is okay. It's going to be a bit soft underfoot on this sort of um, gravelly, not gravel, but uh, that sort of sandy uh, yeah. underfoot. And then it very quickly changed to a uh, uh, concrete slabs that, you know, go up and over a, um, the uh, call to freeway and then past the back of a whole bunch of industrial sites and then 
turning point and then back, back. again. So oh, you haven't done that one. It wasn't particularly scenic. It was very windy, very open. There was lots of things that looked like they were dead around there. Oh. Um, <laughs> as in like just empty deadish land looking like it, it needed to have an industrial park put on it soon. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm just, there wasn't, I, I, I didn't chat to too many of the people. They seemed nice. The one director spoke very softly, so I couldn't hear them. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I was um, like, we oh. are definitely uh, going to do a bit more um, tourist ones uh, as the weeks go on. So, yeah, I'll have more to, to tell you about Um but we'll probably start doing a couple on the other side of the city over where Annette is now so we can oh. meet up and do park run. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we'll, yeah. Um, yeah, have a few others. But, um, yeah, it's a shame that the Noosa run is on the Saturday and then we don't get to do the park run. Noosa is on Saturday, that's right. So we fly up yeah. on Friday, Noosa on We're Saturday, fly home on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but. I'm going to jump out. All but right, no worries. I'll good to get to with you. Again. Yeah, good to see you. Good to chat. Yeah. Um, when's next? It really is just Noosa next, isn't it? I don't think there's anything planned between there and then. Um, so. I'm going to run Mornington on Sunday, but it's a training run. So I'll be running it like as part of my training plan. Um, okay, good. Just because... Um, I'm going with other people that are running, so I just thought I'd, yeah. You know, sometimes it's easier to run in an event. You yes, get caught absolutely. Up so, yeah, I'll just – and you get a free donut at the end. So I'll be <laughs> running for my free donut. Oh, good. So do, uh, do they only have a set number of, like, chocolate-topped ones and you have to oh, race to the not. end to get the – Oh, or else you left it. The you left with the ones at the jam center at the end. Might be versa, depending on what you want. Yeah. To run faster. It's a plain cinnamon donut if you finish last. I don't care. I think I would eat whatever by the end. Give me a donut. It's <laughs> free. I'll eat it. Um. Yeah. So you get a free donut at the end of that one. Uh, I'll, I'll look forward to hearing what flavoured donut you, you get. Hopefully it All is right. chocolate jam covered. I'll let you know. <laughs> Cheers, mate. I'm going to piss off. Uh, thanks Bye. for listening Bye. to this week's episode of Park One Life. This is the outro where I tell you that you can get in contact via parkonelife at gmail.com or you can contact me directly on social media at Luke Morris Ha that's L-U-K-E M-O-R-R-I-S-H-A that's pretty much all I have to say have a good one thank you Blue for the music please don't sue